Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process. From design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side-by-side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com. Well, welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris podcast. I'm your host, Jared Christie. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rugged Radios, in-car communication, car-to-car communication, Bluetooth music, whatever your communication needs might be. Rugged is always there to help you out. Finding the right product for your machine, Rugged Radios, the authority in communication. Well, joining me today on the podcast is the winner of five off-road championships, two Baja 1000s and two World TV UTV championships and uh, basically the face of Polaris Razor, RJ Anderson. RJ, how are you, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy to happy to be here. How you been? Good. How are you? Oh, good. Staying staying busy out here. Normally, uh, summer kind of doesn't get too crazy, but this summer's just been action packed. So, um, enjoying it, but, uh, a lot, a lot of work over here. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about, about some of that stuff, but I wondered if, if you fit all of that stuff on your, if you have a business card, if you fit all that information, I had to read to intro you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I, I do. I pass out business cards all the time and I think people always just laugh at me saying that I'm, <laughs> I'm outdated. So, um, you know how it goes It's just two years, two years behind. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a whirlwind the last few years that's for sure no doubt i think it's been a whirlwind for you almost since uh you jumped uh into the racing world man i mean it's is i hate to i was thinking about this before i got started talking to you and i was like oh i'm sure rj loves to hear i've known you since you were 10 years old or something like that but i feel like the first time we followed you on the race circuit you were maybe 12 or 13 yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm almost uh, in February. I turned 30. So, um, I don't, I don't feel old, but it was funny when I was, you know, 15 years old, I would look at the guys that were 30 and be like, "All oh, those are the old guys. I'm the young guy. And then I, I still consider myself the young guy, but then I, then I look back and I'm like, I'm almost 30. I'm not, I'm not the young guy anymore. I'm the old guy. Right. Right. It's crazy as I think we were on a destination player shoot and we were at your, uh, what was then probably your first, um, sort of office slash shop and you were barely you had some of your trophy trucks in there or some other vehicles in there but i don't think you were 21 yet i think you were like turning 21 in a week or something like that yeah it's it's crazy how fast uh time flies um yeah it's since since then i'm actually still in that that uh same shop that i that you came to that i just barely moved into and um as you can imagine over eight eight years or so um it's filled up. <laughs> yeah, shop was pretty clean back then. Yeah, we we still try to keep it clean, but uh, I could use one twice as big now. That's for no sure. No doubt, no doubt. Well, you mentioned we're in the middle of summer, and uh, for us on the TV show side of things, we kind of take the summer off, and people are always surprised about that. But I was like, I don't think you want to go riding in Arizona in the summer or out in Glamis Dunes in the middle of summer. Is that sort of your summer for the most part too? Are you sort of prepping for the race season and and what's coming up in the fall and the winter and the spring? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I kind of go through two different phases because the UTV stuff, it's, it keeps my schedule packed because yeah, you know, the, the February, March, April is jam packed with getting the last bit of, of, of riding and stuff in before the summer hits. Cause like you said, out here in the Southwest, um, May through September is pretty brutal. Um, heat and just weather conditions, you know, not ideal for riding. We still get some in, but you got to travel. Um, but that being said, May to August, we do a lot of racing in the Midwest for our truck stuff. And due to weather, they have to jam it all in in the summer because, you know, the early months is, is rain and then later months they start getting snow. So um, it's it's like UTV season stops just in time to go full throttle with racing, just in time for it to stop early September. And then September kind of kicks off, you know, with the Sand Sports Super Show saying we're getting ready for desert season. Then October, September, October, absolutely wide open. So really the only the only break we get anymore is kind of like that December area where you kind of wind down for the holidays. But other than that, it's pretty wide open nowadays. There's the UTV things exploded so big that it's like you got to, you know, everyone's expanded and you got to jam it in where there's that little bit of time you can. No doubt. No doubt. Now, are you at your shop right now? Yeah, I'm at, I'm at my shop right now. Every basically every day we're not on the road. We're here uh, making things better or or fixing things or getting ready for the next one. So I could uh, I, I could imagine for some people they think it'd be pretty cool to to hang out at uh, RJ Anderson's shop for the day. Open the door for me and tell me what's what your shop looks like on the inside. What's in there right now? Um, well, it's it's Razor Paradise. If you were an uh, outsider, it's Razor Chaos. If you're <laughs> anyone that works in here, you know, we have a, about six or seven different razors in all different shapes and sizes in here. Um, a lot of them we'll use for video projects, fun stuff, content, um, a couple race cars, a desert race car. Um, we have one short course truck in here right now. The other ones are actually back in the Midwest still, um, getting worked on. We have a, my, my pride and joy, my 1966 C10 build that we've been working on, um, over the past few years that, uh, tinker on here and there when there's time. So kind of a, a charcuterie board, I guess, of, of projects in here, uh, as we speak. Nice. I had to look up what the 66 C10 was at and uh, it's a little Chevy truck, huh? What color yeah, is it? Yeah, exactly. So it's it's uh, actually full patina. So it started white back in the day, but it, over the time, found it in a field in Indiana. It's got some like natural patina rust to it and uh, it's um, got one of our old um, Pro 2 motors in it. So 800 horsepower, <laughs> um, fire breathing engine in it. It's it's a pretty cool uh, truck. Uh, you guys will definitely see it on social media um, once it gets completed, uh, tearing up the streets. Street legal. That's <laughs> street legal stuff. Now, uh, a lot of people know you for your razor stuff, but I want to talk about your truck stuff before we go full razor here in a, in a, in a minute. Um, you've been doing the truck stuff for a while. What races and what circuit and what are you running? Yep. So right now we actually, um, lots of things have changed over the years, obviously just races come and go series, come and go some grow, some shrink. Um, right now we're really just focusing on the championship off-road series, which is based out of the Midwest. Um, we only run half a limited schedule. So some sponsorship stuff's changed over my last few years and really just kind of focused back in on, on the UTV side of things. It's, it grow, it's growing so fast that, um, 
we've just kind of stayed focused on that, whether it be content races or, or whatever it may be. Um, so kind of step back from the truck stuff a little bit, running a part-time schedule instead of a full-time schedule with that. Um, and all those races are in the Midwest, Wisconsin, um, Michigan, Minnesota, those, those states. So it's a travel out here from Southern California, but, um, our last one, we've actually done almost all of our races for that. Our last one will be Labor Day weekend. And then that wraps up that series for us this year. And Wisconsin Crandon is the big name for most people in the Midwest who know that kind of racing circuit. Uh, I think I saw a YouTube video with you and your brother, Ronnie, uh, having some fun out in Crandon, maybe a year or two ago. Oh yeah. Every year, Labor Day. Um, it's going on. I, I believe this year is the 53rd anniversary of it. So it's been around for a long time they, they pack that place. I mean, anywhere from 30,000 to 50,000 people come out and camp for the weekend and bring their lawn chairs and, and, uh, eat cheese curds, drink beer and cheer us on and watch us, uh, put on a show. So it's been going on for a long time. It's our big, it's the biggest race in short course that, that goes on. That's every Labor Day. What do you love about it, RJ? Because when you, you know, a lot of the UTV races that you do, um, you get people at the start, maybe at the finish, but really don't see many people once you're out on the course. Crandon's different. Yeah. So that's what I love about the short course racing. It's, it's all in front of you. Like there's, there's no coming back and bench racing about the pass you almost made or, or what happens because everyone sees it right in front of you. It's a show. It's uh as entertainment for the people that come and watch and they pay money to come see us put on a good show. So it's a land rush start, um, similar to motocross style races. We all start on the starting line to drop the flag. We all take off at once race down hundred miles an hour, basically into the first turn. And then it's, uh, you know, 12 to 14 laps of just pure chaos from there um battling and uh then the best man wins so it's definitely uh has its highs and lows but a great spectator sport for sure no doubt no doubt if you're ever in the midwest and you get a chance to go spend a labor day weekend at crandon you should do it because it is a scene yes yes it is (laughs) now that'll end labor day you mentioned the sand show which happens in orange county uh, I think this year it's September 16th, 17th and 18th. Um, I usually see you out there at that for a day or so walking around chatting with people up and that's kind of the official unofficial kickoff to the, uh, off-road season, um, out, out, well, I'm just saying not Southwest, but kind of all over. Yeah, correct. I mean, it's grown to be massive. I mean, I think they get, I want to say roughly five to 10,000 people through the gates a day. Yeah. Um, close to home for me it's only about 30 minutes down the road in orange county so uh yeah it's just the main kickoff i mean i don't know how it's kind of become the it seems like worldwide kickoff maybe it's just because i'm so located in this area but all the brands are there all the manufacturers everyone's excited um a lot of consumers buying new product and just everyone kind of getting fired up for the season you know it's still a little hot to ride in september but it's just kind of like lots of deals lots of new products lots of new builds all show up to this one show and kind of uh get everyone all amped up for the the season that starts um i would say the first big weekend for deserts is a halloween weekend so still still a month before but kind of gets everyone fired up and gives them a month to all get their stuff together to go uh out and do some riding i do like the sand show because of all the things you mentioned one you can walk around and and people have brought the best of the best of their machines just decked out you know you could, you could buy machines if you wanted there from burt's mega mall shop if you want to but then like all the product you know, it's a consumer show. You can pick up the latest and greatest. You could pick up something new, maybe something you've been saving money for. And and generally speaking, the owners of those companies are all there. 
you can stand and talk to them. It's just some random person selling you something like literally like the owner of, of rugged or assault or whoever else they're standing, they're hanging out there. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, that's what's, that's, what's awesome about it is it's a spot where you can go see the product, you know, live, um, get it, get a good deal, ask questions about it. And, uh, I think that's what people do like about it is it's hands-on, you know, they don't, it's different than clicking a button online and having it shipped to your door and might not be what you thought or what you're looking for, but, um, it's, it's there. It's in person. You see it, you buy it, you get excited. You might regret it when you get home, but you're committed. <laughs> you never regret it when you get home, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very nice. So that's, uh, you mentioned Halloween and kicking off the season. What does your UTV, uh, race, uh, schedule look like this year? Yeah. So we do, a between me and my brother, we do a little bit of a mix now. Um, like I said, with the, the short course main series being out in the Midwest, we only run a part-time schedule. So we've branched off and do a couple, couple different events, you know, kind of, kind of focus on just more of the big events and, and the, the ones that bring the most for our sponsors and the ones our sponsors want to see us representing their products. And so uh, big ones become King of the Hammers. Um, it's a big event for us. It's a huge UTV race now, um, over a hundred and I think over, I think the cap at 120, maybe 120 UTVs all show up every manufacturer, everyone's there. Um, and it's a gnarly race. I just did it for my first time this year. My brother's been doing it for a few years now, but that's a gnarly race. That's the very first weekend in February. So kind of our off season, the December, January, we get cars built, do some testing and then that kicks off the season for us in February. And then we go into, uh, the mint 400, which is in March. Um, this year we did Nora, which was a super cool race. It's a five day rally basically down the whole coast of, uh, the Baja peninsula. So that was a fun one. Lots of miles. Um, then for the summer, that kind of type racing, you know, dies off cause it's so hot out here. Like I said, we go back to the Midwest for some short course stuff. And then, um, uh, we'll follow it up this year with, uh, the UTV world championship that happens here in October. That's awesome. That's awesome. Audrey, have you ever had a real job? <laughs> Man, I, sometimes I, sometimes I ask myself, why didn't I just get a real job? <laughs> I don't mean real job, like a regular job. Did you ever have like, did you work at Subway or someplace where you like certain sandwiches or are you always just done racing? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how much of a real job you do, you'd call it, but, um, my dad is partners with, uh, Walker Evans at Walker Evans racing and they make shocks and wheels. So, um, when I was a kid starting at like 15 years old, I would spend my summers there, uh, helping build shocks, put wheels together. Um, I was just bottom of the totem pole. Um, I think making five bucks an hour, but just happy to, to make some side money, some gas money. Um, so I did that for about three years during my summers till I, till I had my license and, and could do my own thing. So normal-ish job. Um, it was actually, I had the worsened of it because I was the, the cheapest paid, the the <laughs> one that got all the, the crap work. And then I got there the earliest and left the latest because I was there with the boss. So um, <laughs> it, I got, I got the, uh, I got the full treatment at a young age. No doubt. No doubt. You no, no, there are no excuses for you. No, I don't want to, you're like, you didn't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. What's it like growing up though, with your dad being in the off-road world and, and knowing Walker Evans and, and being in that sort of, uh, situation or circle where it's like, man, I was like around a legend and Walker Evans all the time. Yeah. I mean, it was just a huge kickstart for mine and my brother's careers. I mean, um, I think a lot of people, um, 
and it doesn't ever affect me, but a lot of people, because it's common in the off-road racing industry, assume that we like grew up with rich parents or, or, or something that was just always handed to us. But what we were grown up around is being in the industry. I mean, my biggest advantage I think is my dad has had so many connections in off-road racing. I mean, my dad's won just about more races than anyone in off-road and he's been through it for years and years and years and years. And a lot of people like in the UTV industry, they're, they're so new into it. They don't even know Walker Evans or what my dad's done. And like, he's been doing it for over 40 years now. So I would say that's my biggest advantage is just the connections my dad has, the knowledge and power he has in this industry. I mean, um, you know, people, people get prepared to go race the ball 1000 or whatever and think that they are doing everything they can. And it's like, my dad's done it for 40 years. So we have such an advantage with, with that and having him in our corner. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's priceless for sure. I remember when you were sort of getting started and, uh, your dad, uh, to your point about, you know, you guys didn't, it wasn't like this big rich family. It was like, no, like if I just got questions, he can come and ask me, but otherwise he's on his own. He's going to do this on his own. I'm not. And, and if you've ever met your dad, like, then you understand where he's coming from. But like, he's like, I'm all, I'm, I'm here to support and I'm here to help, but you're going to do this on your own, man. I'm not holding your hand. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like I said, it's, it's just the asset of having him in our corner. Um, but at the same time he did it for so long, he's, he's coming back around now, but he was burnt out on racing there for a, for a quite a long time. So, um, just, you know, doing it for 35 years, it's, there's a lot of fun, a lot of highs, but anyone in, in the industry knows how much work it takes just to get to that start line every, every time. So in between all of your, uh, your truck racing and your UTV racing and the King of the Hammers and all that kind of stuff, you find your way able to fit in some, some fun video time, uh, in that as well. Um, take me back, RJ. When was the first time you guys and started doing some of these, you know, videos specifically for social the youtube style videos yeah you know it's um it's just you know basically trying to every time i i make a deal with my sponsors i just always consider it a partnership you know it, it goes both ways it's um them them coming in and to us and saying, Hey, we want you to represent our product. And then us taking their, their marketing dollars and saying, we're going to do as good of a job for you as we can. Um, with us doing limited schedules on the racing, you know, there's only so many times you can go around a track and represent your sponsors as good as you can. But having, um, the way social media and the digital world's kind of transitioned, we've just tried to stay one step ahead of it. You know, um, while that's hard and sometimes costs a lot more than, um, than people probably realized on the back end. Um, we just try to always give our sponsors as much worth as, as, as they're giving us, if not more. So, um, yeah, just, I wouldn't say it was like planned out, like, Hey, we're going to this year transition to this. It's just like I said, trying to stay ahead with the times. And, um, that's just kind of found us starting a YouTube channel and, and pushing out weekly edits. And uh, man, I, YouTube's a, a tough game. I can tell you that it's racing's not easy by any means, but it comes a lot more natural to me, you know, like I know what I need to do to win a race and it's in my control where YouTube and the, and the video world, it's like you put together this killer edit, spend all this time. And it's like, Oh, that didn't get any views. And then you <laughs> put a shot on your cell phone and just like, don't even care, throw it up and it goes viral. And it's just like, I know. you can't, you can't like control it. You know, it's just, so you just go through the motions and, and put in the work and when it sticks, you just, you get happy that it does. And when it doesn't, you just move on. 
And one of the bigger videos that you guys that I remember, maybe you did something before this, but uh, in making these co- sort of special cool videos is you guys did the XP1K video. Yeah. So that was actually a, uh, kind of a brainchild of mine. And, and um, I'm when I, growing up, I always like looked up to people that were on the leading edge of progression. It wasn't always the people that won the most races or had the most sponsors. It was always the guys that were progressing, you know, um, doing new tricks, bringing new parts to the industry, what, whatever that may be, that progression was, that was always what caught my eye. So when I got involved in the UTV industry, that was kind of my like passion is like, I knew how cool the vehicles were, but at the time they were like still called golf carts, you know? And I'm like, these are so far from a golf cart. I want to do a video that can show the world that doesn't know anything about them, what they're actually capable of. Um, and that's kind of how the brainchild started. I went to Craig Scanlon at players at the time, sat in his office as just a young kid and said, Hey, this project's probably going to cost a lot of money, but this is what I want to do. And he said, I got your back. You got one shot at this though. Um, it went really well. And, and we ended up doing a total of four of those and now on to do many more projects. So, um, his support and he saw the vision and that's kind of, that's kind of how that, that project took off. That's awesome. That, Cause the most recent one was at the pro R. Yeah. The, the project with Hoonigan jump cuts yes. with uh, pro R. How fun was that? Because you guys got to, was that filmed around long beach area and you were driving down streets, jumping on the beach, things like that. Yeah, it was, it was wild. I mean, the, the permits that the Hoonigan crew was able to obtain with the city of Long Beach, I mean, um, second to none. So those guys are class act and obviously one of, if not the biggest automotive channel in the world, you know. So to get to work with those guys was really cool. Take over the streets of Long Beach. I mean, I was jumping on the planters and, and beaches next to multi, multi, multi million dollar homes on the beach. So pretty cool to be able to do it. Um Honestly, it doesn't ever portray in through the video, but those projects are so stressful. I mean, every time we're basically getting in vehicles that I've never even really driven before, pushing them to their absolute brink, um, showing how cool and capable they are. And the margin for error is very, very, very small on almost all those stunts, not to mention all the camera crew, their placement, their safety. Um, a lot goes into those shoots behind the scenes. Um, they always turn out cool, but... Stress is high in those shoots, and I'm always very happy when they're over. <laughs> I was going to ask you to take me behind the scenes. I mean, these videos are usually four to five minutes in length. What's the the shoot time for something like that, and and how much prep work goes in it for you? So yeah, it all varies. Um, there was a lot, obviously, that happened behind the scenes for the Hoonigan shoot, but that shoot was only three days. So with all the permits and stuff we had wow. to obtain, closing down cities, um, we had to knock it out quick. So we, we knocked out the whole Hoonigan shoot in three days. That doesn't include a couple practice jumps that we did before and building ramps and stuff like that. But overall, that was done in a very, very short amount of time. Um, now, something like XP1K2 that I shot in Ohio, that was two weeks. Um, we had a couple weather days in there, but we it was so far away in Ohio that basically a lot of stuff got built on set. So we went there, started with a bunch of connecting shots. Um, I had a, a big crash early on. We had to rebuild the car. Um, so long story short. Send like, the bill to Polaris, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> three to three three days very minimal and two weeks was was the longest one so i would say an average of 10 days for for those shoots that's awesome that's awesome i'm asking you some of those groups. questions because 
you've got some new and exciting projects that are uh, launching right now. Uh, and I want to talk to you about a couple of them. And the first one I want to ask you about is this, this, this video you, you guys have shot at Mammoth Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was really stoked on that piece just because, uh, we just dropped it and, um, it's nothing crazy. I mean, I've done world record jump spiral videos and this was nothing of that sort, obviously, but just so iconic. Like anyone, I grew up with a motocross background and I've always wanted to drive a racer on that track. So the process to, with the forest service and permits and stuff to get on that track is like literally like pulling teeth impossible. So I just stayed at it, made sure I went through all the proper channels. And literally my only shot was one day a year to get that done. Um, flew in from Crandon after my race, drove straight through the night to get there and, and had one day to shoot that piece. So a lot of things had to go perfect for that to work. Um, I was really stoked on it. Really, uh, just rad and epic that I was able to go rip that track. Um, working with the mountain to possibly do a big piece. So that was kind of step one of a, of a, a project I can't say too much about, but um, really stoked on it and, and stoked on the support that we've gotten behind it as well. So let's, let's back it up, RJ. Let's talk about this video that just dropped. And, uh, um, you know, I'm looking at it on YouTube right now. And for those people who want to look it up, it's, it's Slug Polaris Razor Rips Legendary Mammoth Motocross Track featuring RJ Anderson. For those people who don't know, who live outside of California, Mammoth Mountain is sort of located in Central California, about six hours from L.A. and six hours from San Francisco, if you want to make a triangle <laughs> from those places. And it is sort of uh, the largest ski snowboard mountain uh, in California. You've got Heavenly and you've got Squaw up in Northern California, but uh, anywhere else in sort of Central Southern California, Mammoth is the place to be. And it's Mammoth for a reason because it's so big. And during the uh, non-winter season, they have all sorts of other activities going there. They have, you can do downhill mountain biking. Um, there's tons of off-road trails around Mammoth, but actually getting on the mountain itself with a razor is not happening unless you're RJ Anderson. <laughs> yeah. They treated me super well too. And I honestly got to do more than I even thought. Like I got to drive my razor up the backside of the mountain and, and mind you, there's times, um, in the past, we should, we shot this, um, piece the very last week of June. There's times in the past where if Mammoth had a killer snow year, you could snowboard or ski in Mammoth on the 4th of July. That's correct. Yes. So like timing is crazy there because if that was the case, like I was never going to be able to go up there because people were literally going to be skiing yes. at that time I was there, you know? So, um, I, uh, super, super lucky, perfect conditions got to go up to the top, which is just over 11,000 feet. So got to drive the razor up there, ride the gondola up to it, kind of kick off the video and then, um, go, go rip their epic motocross track, which has been around for over 50 years now. Um, and it's literally only open 10 days a year, uh, for an amateur motocross national that happens every year. Um, you have to qualify into race set. It's not like just anyone can show up with their dirt bike and ride it. So it's kind of like this little slice of heaven for the motorsports world and, and pretty cool. I'm so stoked. I got an opportunity to go there. Now those, those of people who knew you were going to ride there or since the video has dropped, cause just dropped, um, they're like, Oh my God, how did you get <laughs> RJ? How did you do that? And what was it like? Yeah, exactly. I always, uh, I always laugh. I'm the, I'm the king of, um, people like hit me up saying like, Oh dude, why didn't you invite me? Or I wish I could have come. 
but I've never, never, ever once has someone called me and been like, Hey, I've got this cool spot to go shoot. Do you want to come with me? So I always just laugh. Like everyone always blows me up. Like, dude, where was the invite? I'm like, Hey, you got to make your own opportunities here. Like I've done, I've done a lot, but until someone invites me to one, I'm probably not going to invite you. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, I just got to the end and, uh, on the special thanks, it's got uh, a couple of guys, but Mike Colburn and Steve Morrison, I know both those guys because we did a ride out in Mammoth about five years ago and, uh, super good dudes been around up in Mammoth forever. And Mike's been on the mountain for 30 years and Steve handles all the permit stuff that you need to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those were the two key ingredients to making that whole shoot happen. So forever thankful to those guys. I, I started talking with, with Mike originally who, who kind of manages that motocross portion. He passed me on to Steve, who, like you said, is in charge of anything film related on that mountain. So, yep. um, both of them took super good care of me and I can't thank them enough for, uh, putting kind of my, my dreams into, into reality. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if you haven't got a chance to see it yet, there's already 10,000 views and it just dropped yesterday. Um, the Polaris razor rips legend mammoth motocross track featuring RJ Anderson. RJ, have you gotten a chance to ride any of the trails around mammoth at all ever? You know, we, I, every year I say I'm going to do a big trip to Mammoth and go fishing and rip all the trails and I've never made it happen. Um, I got to rip a couple of them while we were up there and they're just, they're so epic. I mean, like the weather there is perfect that time of the year. The scenery is perfect. There's lakes everywhere. It's, it's like, um, if you like nature and exploring in the outdoors, like Mammoth is the spot. I mean, there's a reason it's, it's known worldwide, you know, and people travel. From- you know, what's funny is we went up there with rugged a couple of years ago when we went up there and uh they had not done a ride ever in mammoth uh before and and it's for me it's always been sort of just a subtle like a uh, ribbing of people that live in california because they go out to dumont or glamis all the time and then they don't go anywhere else <laughs> you know that's like guys there's so many other great trail riding places They're like yeah but i don't know anybody who goes there and i was like well then be the first because like yep. it, yeah because there was hundreds of miles just in and around Mammoth, and you're right, RJ, you could make this sort of like, you know, week long weekend or week long thing where, hey, I'm going to ride trails one day, and hey, another day we're going to take, we're going to get on the water. Hey, another day I'm going to rent a mountain bike and bomb the hills at Mammoth, and another day I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to ride. I mean, it's just like, it's just a ton. It's a little bit of a haul, obviously, because it's not that close to anything, but uh, it's worth it. Oh, so worth it. I mean, honestly, Glamis is three hours from me. Mammoth is five. And like you said, I go to Glamis a couple times a year and Mammoth to do at least once or every other year is just so worth the drive. I mean, really, really cool, epic spot. They had this uh, spot where we rode up to, and of course, we're with Mike and Steve, and you couldn't ride into it, but you could walk into it. So you parked at a gate and walked into it and walked up this trail and then back into the spot where it looked like we were on Mars. It was insane. I was like, wow, this is like a crazy movie set back here. And we couldn't do any riding back there, but just to walk around like, man, this is nuts. And they're like, yeah, no one ever comes up here. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So it it does have, it's super rad. It's super rad. And if you are at all a fan of something else, Yosemite is down the street. It's like literally a half hour away. So you can spend a day at Half Dome, El Cap, Yosemite, all that stuff, and then go riding as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's if you're in nature at all, it's it's just an epic. You got to see it. You you yes. can't put it into words. Yes, we went to this little area where there was a a small lake, not very big, and then there's like 
there was a small patch of grass, maybe like 50 square feet or something like that. And there was one tent on it. And I was like, we were all like, Oh, I was like, how epic is that? Just ride here. And then just like, camp and it was green that lake was just green man it must have been the snow melt or something like that but it was just green as can be that's epic so very cool and then the other project that you're working on because you're always doing something is I, I feel like this is uh comedians getting coffee or something like that the, the jerry seinfeld sort of thing where you are going to take well-known slash celebrity slash MMA, whatever you want to call it, people out for a spin. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. it was, it was quite the experience. I could tell you what. Tell me about, and, and you guys are calling it Sunday strolls with RJ. Is that right? Yep, exactly. So Sunday strolls, it's kind of a play on words there. You know, it sounds like a nice evening cruise, but it's a complete adrenaline thrill ride with some of the, the baddest, um, the baddest dudes, um, and, and female known, known man. Um, there is, uh, Rose and I'm, I always butcher her last name, Namakunes or which is an MMA fighter, uh, Chad Nunez, Roy Jones Jr. and Chad Ochocinco. So four people that are all known for just being, um, really big, bad, tough, gnarly, uh, human beings and took them for, uh, something way out of their comfort zone. And it was funny to, to get all their reactions. No doubt. No doubt. Where did you do most of this writing? So all of this was done, um, up in like Palmdale, California at, uh, LACR MX track. Um, okay. I actually went there later, late in last year and did the, the pro R turbo R launch. So for anyone that saw the pro R turbo R, um, YouTube video launch, um, that's where me and Tanner Faust were, um, launching those razors at. Awesome. Awesome. So give me, uh, without any spoilers, I guess, RJ, um, what were people's, uh, those guys that you took for a ride reaction as you, uh, ripped them around the track a little bit. Yeah, it was funny. I don't know exactly. Um, I don't know exactly how they're releasing these cuts. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to give too much away, but it was funny. And like, I kind of like mentally prepared for like how each person was going to like be in the car, you know? Um, yep. and some of them, I was pretty close and some of them I was 180% off. So, um, I will say, I know Rose is the first one that's dropping. Um, and she was like, like she's an early MMA fighter, you know, like champion MMA fighter, like gets down in the ring. And, and, um, like I put her in the car and she turned into like a little girl, like <laughs> screaming and, and just, it was, it was funny to see. So, um, taking them out of their element. I, there are four people that, you know, are like, adrenaline junkies but used to being in control so putting them in a car with some that they're not familiar with a pro r taking them over some gnarly jumps that like not many vehicles could actually obtain and then they don't even know the course so they just hop in and like all of a sudden are just hitting these massive jumps is is some pretty good reactions for sure if people want to tune in and watch some of these sunday strolls with rj where where can they find them Yep. So these are all, um, getting pushed out via Polaris razors. So I'm still not exactly sure because not the first episode has not gone live yet, but I know there'll be some tidbits on, on Instagram and I believe over on the Polaris razor YouTube channel. So four episodes, um, and everyone is a little bit unique and different. So I'll make sure to, to tune into all four with, um, some, some pretty rad characters. 
That's awesome. We've mentioned a lot of great places to ride and 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 go uh, with RJ. And if you haven't had a chance to check out Polaris Adventures, head to their website and plan your next off-road adventure. From Maui to Maine, Polaris Adventures has over 100 outfitters across the country. We've worked with over a dozen of them. We're in the middle of planning our next season. We're going to work with some more. They're great. They're awesome. They'll set you up with a half-day or full-day ride. And then, of course, if you're out doing something, you got to have some tunes and we love working with Rockford Fosgate. Uh, if you want to upgrade your audio system, the Sand Sports Super Show, Rockford will be there, and I guarantee you they'll be there with our Project X build that we did that has 58 speakers on it. Check out Rockford. They have everything you need from stage one all the way up to stage six kits. Rockford takes your audio to the next level. RJ, last time I saw you, we were actually with Rockford at Sand Hollow, and uh, have you thought out from that trip yet? I thought I was maybe you, never going to see you again, you know, um, like because I was going to pass away from frostbite <laughs> or something. <laughs> Sand Hollow has become one of my most epic favorite places to go ride. Um, it's kind of like I feel like it's going to blow up here soon. So I'm trying to get in as many trips before, you know, the 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 off-road community really latches on to how epic that place is. But I will tell you, if you're a SoCal boy like me, used to the heat, do not go in early February when it's <laughs> snowing and 20 degrees because that, while that was epic riding in the sand dunes with snow, snow-capped sand dunes, um, it took like, like three or four days to thaw out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If like, if Jared calls and says, Hey, we're going now, not yeah. going to do it. Just forget it. I'll just, it did though. I mean, like to have snow covered dunes was a, a day that nobody on that ride will ever forget for sure. Oh, it was, it was pure epic i mean just like the that orangish sand that peeked through on all those like with the white snow it was, it was an epic day for sure glad right. i got to experience it hope i never do it again <laughs> yeah i would say i'm i'm, I'm with you on that because it was like we all froze that day but had like frozen smiles at the same time because we're just laughing about like wow this day is just how did this all happen on this day because we had industry people from you know all over uh, the West coast and the Midwest with us. And that one day we were there and you have Brandon from, you know, uh, HCR telling us, dude, I was out here last week and it was, we were in shorts and t-shirts. Of course you were, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, Oh my God. But it was fun. It, it was, it was a good time. If it, I know that's one of your favorite places. I know you've got some other favorite places. Is there a place on your list, RJ, that you, cause I always like to ask guests who've been, what's their favorite place. And then what's a place they haven't been to that they really want to go to. Oh man, I'd say my favorite place right now may be Stand Hollow. Um, I just like that. So like, I do so much different things. Like my getaway is like going out with friends and like being able to push our our UTVs to the limit, but having fun coming back to camp, you know, and pen tracing, telling stories, and like that right now is the most epic place to me because that's a spot I can get out of my comfort zone. They have sand dunes there, not many, but they have a lot of off-road trails, which is more my kind of forte. And then they have a lot of rock crawling. So it's fun to like, at the end of the day, kind of go to some of the rock spots with some of our buddies. And then like someone takes a hard line, someone takes a little bit harder line. And it's like, rock crawling is one of those things I've learned to respect. Like it wasn't my thing at first, but you're going somewhat slow but you're so scared of what could happen because you feel so uncomfortable in your car. And then, you know, someone makes it and you're like, okay, now I have to do it. It's like that adrenaline you're going slow, but that's why I like that place is there's a little bit of everything there for everyone. And it's right on a lake. Yeah. So 
really hard to beat. Um, I would say right now that's probably my favorite spot to go ride, especially with a group of friends. Um, not too, it's only about five hours for me, so I could still drive there. Um, one place I really want to go check out is Brazil. So um, I know they got some racing there. Racing's been growing. It's a little bit more rally, rally raid type style. Um, but man, it looks epic. I, I love traveling. I've been to uh, many different countries with the Razor. Um, Dubai, Australia, China, um, all were awesome in their own environment. But I think Brazil's the next one I'd really like to check off the list. See, let's let's make that happen, RJ. I, I know someone who produces a TV show, and uh, we should uh, look into that because we have not we had a we had a ride set up in Argentina a couple of years ago, and uh, COVID hit right about the time we were going to go. And so we never got a chance to go. And South America is one place that we've never been uh, filming for Destination Polaris. And I've always wanted to go. We've done some Europe. I was there in Dubai with you. I've done some other places, but nothing in South America yet. Well, I think there's nothing left to do but make it happen. Right, right. I think we know the right people. I think we know the right people. Well, today's podcast was brought to you by Full Throttle Batteries. They are designed and engineered to handle the increased power for vehicles like RJ's. When you need to accessorize your vehicle, just like with Rockford, we use Full Throttle Batteries in a bunch of our Project X builds. They're powerful enough to handle all the extra audio lighting, you name it, from professionals Racers to Weekend Warriors, Full Throttle Battery is your battery of choice. And also by Assault Industries. Assault was with us out in Sand Hollow. If you're looking to accessorize your vehicle, Assault is your place to be. They have all the stuff you need. I mean, you have, they're known for their mirrors, but they've got all sorts of other products. Everyone knows Assault because uh, they've been around now for about a decade, and they're great. We use a ton of their products and all their stuff. Check them out. And finally, by Quad Boss. Quad Boss has been around for over two decades now. Uh, we're here in Minnesota. It's summertime, which is great, but eventually it will be wintertime, and they're handy. you got Quad Boss plows. You've got parts. You've got whether you're a farmer, rancher, hunter. Quad Boss makes all the parts that you're going to need to get the job done. RJ, I appreciate you joining us on the show today, man. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, I get to see you or hear about you about once a year or something like that, man. So it's fun to catch up and and hear what you're up to. Congrats on the latest round of videos. Um, they're fun. They're enjoyable. And uh, but you know, being the kind of the face of Polaris Razor, man, uh, you, you got it. You, you got yourself. Uh, you, you got your hands full. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of work over here, as you can probably hear. Maybe here in the background, where uh, I got guys in the shop getting ready for for a race we got going on this weekend. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's make sure we link up, get that South America trip going, right? And um, we'll keep uh, we'll keep pumping out stuff on our end, trying to win as many races as possible. Um, you can keep up with our shenanigans on YouTube, uh, the Anderson Bros. So um, trying to pump stuff out every week. It's a lot of work, but we appreciate everyone's support on it and. Uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon. All right, RJ, we'll see you at the Shan show, man. Take care. Thanks again. Sounds good. Talk soon. Bye. That does it for another edition of the destination Polaris podcast. Be sure to download us at Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and tune in next time. As I believe we will be discussing Alexa and I season 14 of destination Polaris. So that should be exciting. We'll talk to you soon. Upgrade your ATV-UTV today at superatv.com. 
Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process. From design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side-by-side. Go start your upgrade today at SuperATV.com.